Division and unity talk with impunity. It's Rhyming Reason 635. There's a rhyming reason for your life. There's a rhyming reason why you Hey there, Tony here. And I got a little political talk today, so if that's the kind of stuff that bugs you, this is probably one you should tune out. Don't tune in. Don't listen to this stuff, because I might get all political over here. I am going to be. It's not might. So... What do you think of when I say kiss babies, shake hands, eat at mom and pop restaurants that, you know, exude Americana? What do you think of? What does that make you think of? Yep. Yep. You got it. That's right. Politicians. And today, let's not leave out all that talk they do about division and unity. Division bad, unity good. Sound familiar? Yeah, that's what I thought. But... Today, let's think about division and unity a little more, shall we? A little deeper. Now, let's do a quick glance at American history. Now, there's really no need to include the whole world because it's just more of the same. So, let's just stick with America. Most, pretty much most of my audience is in America. But I think uh, the people who listen to me in the other countries are Americans. I'm not positive about that, but just from... What I've been able to gather, I think so. If you're not from America, this still applies to you in a, in a different way, okay? I'm sure you've had similar struggles. Now, I know I'm uh, going to be doing some simplification for the sake of time because I'm not going to take you through every detail of the history. But let's just go back to the people who lived in what were known as the colonies here in what was to be America back during the 1700s. Well, they noticed that England's increasing oppressive demands included higher taxes and things like more production for less profit. You know, they wanted the, the people here to get it done, make more, and they were paying them less. And a lot of stuff like that. Well, there were a, a significant number of colonists who began to divide their views from those in the mother country, England. And like I said, I know I'm oversimplifying the struggles for American independence, but that's because I'm not trying to write the book for you, right? I just want to highlight the general idea. Well, there were still colonists back then who had their loyalties um, firmly implanted with England. They were unified with England. But obviously, and thankfully, their feelings of continued unity didn't win the day. No, America ended up dividing from England and became our own country. Okay, let's move ahead to the late middle 1800s. Just in case you don't remember those years, that's when America was divided over the idea and industry of slavery. So divided, as a matter of fact, that our country was split between what was known as the North and the South. And again, it's more complicated than this, but the North opposed slavery, and the South wanted slavery to remain. There were other issues, but those are the famous one. That's the famous one right there. Okay, if you'd lived back then, which side would you choose? Because back then, if you'd said something as inane as what some guy named Joe said uh, somewhere sometime, he said, America is an idea that's the uniqueness of who we are. I assure you that this is a temporary state of affairs. If you'd said something like that back then, you might have been tarred and feathered 
by either or both sides of the issues. And um, they just didn't go for that. They were firmly entrenched in their ideas, and they were divided. Americans from both sides took a stand. And we had what's known as the Civil War, and it was anything but civil. More American soldiers died in that war than any foreign war. And why? Because enough people divided themselves from the insidious idea of owning other people, and they opposed it with such passion that many of them fought and died to end it once and for all. Okay, we're in our time machine. Let's go fast forward a little bit more to World War II. And again, I'm not going to go through this in detail, just an overview of worldviews. And just in case you're not aware of who started the whole mess, World War II, it was Adolf Hitler in Germany. And Japan jumped in with their own ideas of world domination, but that's beside the point right now. Germany was pretty solidly unified in its hatred for the Jews. Yeah, there's some unity for you. After all, how else could Hitler and his henchmen murder so many Jews unless the people went along? Yeah, I mean, it was a serious case of go along to get along, but it's still true, and it's still despicable how committed to the Fatherland most Germans were. But there were voices of division, people who divided from that idea, voices of division and opposition. Thankfully, a few like Dietrich Bonhoeffer stood in that divided opposition. If you haven't read anything about his story, I highly recommend it because he showed how refusing to unite with a tyrannical political ideology, that's a wise choice. Okay, let's take it one more spin through the years, shall we? And this one's going to be harsh and harder to listen to because this one includes you and me. Not everybody who would be listening to this was born in the late 1960s or 70s or were even alive then, I get it, but this is still affecting us today, so if you're alive and listening to this, this includes you. Uh, In those years, America took a drastic turn to the dark side, and a case went before the so-called Supreme Court. That's hardly a proper name, since that court actually is not on earth. You might recall that, that case that went before the court. It was called Roe versus Wade, also known as Roe v. Wade. But whatever you call it, the point is it legalized murder. And that's not the worst part. The worst part is it legalized the murder of the most innocent Americans, the very most innocent Americans, I repeat. Citizens who never committed a single crime, people who never even stole a piece of candy, were murdered and are murdered right now every single day. And a vast majority of politicians these days, they want us all to stand together in unity and support these murders. Yeah, that includes Democrats and Republicans, both male and female. Almost all senators, congressmen and women, governors, and even some guy named Joe, Support these murders, and they want you and me to support them as they support and regulate the murders, the killing. But you know what? I don't support them, and I won't support them. And I don't care how much they redefine words like division and unity, 
Division is always good when it means you divide yourself from evil ideas. And unity is always bad when it means you stand united with thieves and murderers. Okay. Man, I know this isn't my usual tone, but I know I don't stand here all alone. I'm certain that more of you think this too. Well, don't be afraid to speak up if you do. And I'll get off my soapbox rant here for this time, this episode of Rhyme and Reason, brought to you as always by TonyFunderberg.com, where you should hustle on over there as though you're trying to get yourself a good workout. Click on a couple of buttons, a couple of links till you get to the merch tab. It's only one click once you get to TonyFunderberg.com. Anyway, or you could go to TonyFunderberg.com forward slash merch and just get right to it. And then you could look for that t-shirt and you'll see a really cool looking long sleeve t-shirt that says life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason.